Oh, so how's everybody doing? Well, like Cameron said, this is my second week, and I, it, it's please and thank you. And I mentioned last week that it's kind of an interesting thing because obviously this idea of please and thank you is pretty elementary, right? I mean, most people would say, like, you learn this stuff early on from little tiny kids, you know, and you think, well, what does this have to do with anything that I need to know now? But it actually has a lot of great benefit. So I'm going to actually uh, finish my message series this week, and it's on the thank you part of it. And uh, how many of you out there, you appreciate when people thank you? You know, it's nice to be appreciated, right? It's nice to be thanked. Well, I have a couple, like, really, like, important thank yous that have meant so much to me over the years, and I was thinking back on it this week when I was writing this message. And uh, one of the things I was thinking of is that how my kids have written some really awesome things to me, and my husband. I didn't bring my husband's uh, letter to me because it was really personal, and it also sounds kind of braggy, because one of the things he said, of course, and, you know, my husband's really good at picking out cards, but he, he picked out this card, of course, that says, you know, uh, one man's dreams is my reality, and I'm like, oh, that just sounds a little too much, you know, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but he did say, you know, if, if love, our love was an ocean, we'd be the Pacific, and I thought, that's pretty cool. He wrote that himself, so that's pretty cool. But, you know, that meant that those kind of things like that mean a lot to you. You know, when you get those things written to you and you think, oh, you feel valuable. You know, my kids, actually, this is something that my daughter made for me. Honestly, I think she was probably 10 years old. You know, she stamped out a little tiny drawing and painted it. And, of course, it says, thanks for the presents and the cake, Mom and Dad. Love you, Shelby. You know, one of those things that you'll keep forever, you know. Cameron wrote me a book. Cameron writes a lot when he writes me. <laughs> a lot. And I can't even read it now because I'm so old. So I have to have glasses to read it. But, you know, of course, it's a Mother's Day uh, card. And, of course, that he talks about how I was so important to him as he grew up, you know, and all those things. And it's true, you know, it's like you're in each other's lives so much. But he says, I want you to know how much I appreciate you and how much you helped me throughout the adventures. And he doesn't think that without a doubt in my mind that X Church would not exist. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, nice words. You know, those things like that mean a lot to us. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, women are out there, we're pretty sentimental. We like to save things. I actually don't save everything because I'm kind of an obsessive-compulsive, like-to-keep-things-clean kind of person. So I pick ones that really are meaningful to me, and then I put them aside, and I'll keep them. But one of the things that I have that's really, really um, valuable to me is this. I did youth ministry for a lot of years, seven years. And I ran a youth ministry. It was called Chosen Youth Ministries. And uh, the kids all made this for me when I left. And what's really interesting is all these different people uh, that really wrote a lot of the things are people that are still here today. So that's kind of interesting. You've got people like my daughter and my son, uh, Ryan Simpson, who's going to marry Sarah, you know, Cassie and Sal and Kate and Emma. Russell, who's visiting here, that's, it's Amy's brother. Russell was in my youth ministry, and he wrote me this really awesome, awesome note. But all these different things are so great because they talk about how much they appreciated all the time and the effort and the energy that we put in and how many of the years that we spent doing ministry together and how valuable it was. And so when those things happen, you know, you look back and you forget some of those good times, and so it's kind of good to go back and remember the times where someone thanked you. You know, I was thinking of this whole idea with please and thank you, and one of the things that I remembered clear as a bell when I was thinking about it was this time when Cameron was probably, I bet she was probably like four and uh, 
you know how as moms, we always try to prepare our kids, you know. So it was a birthday party, and I remember telling them, you know, hey, just so you're aware and you know, now if somebody goes and gives you a birthday gift, and this is a gift you've already gotten or you don't really like it, you don't let them know. You know, you just, you just open it and you say thank you, and that's it. Well, I was pretty happy because when I didn't even realize until after everybody left, you know, all of a sudden he was taking his presents upstairs to his room and he left one aside, and I was like, what's the deal with this? He goes, oh, I already got one of them, so I didn't want it. And I said, good job. I didn't even know. I mean, he acted so thankful to every single person. I was like, good job. You did really well. But Ken was just one of those overachievers. He just always got it. Someday I'll tell you the story about him at the movie theater. It's awesome. But, um, you know, one of the things that those, those thank yous are so important, and, and, you know, in our lives, thank yous are so important. But it's, it's kind of a sad state because, really, we live in a society where thank you isn't really voiced as much anymore. I don't know about you guys, but I go through the drive-thru, and I thank them more than they ever thank me. You know, I'm like, can I please have a medium coffee? And I use a lot of cream and sugar. Six creams, five sugars. Um, and I'll say that to them, and I'm like, thank you. You know, and then I go through, and I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, I think you're supposed to thank me, but whatever. But, you know, the people just don't say it a lot of times. And I think what it is is either people expect people, you know, to just, you know, they don't, they don't have to be thanked. They expect that everybody's supposed to do things for them, and that's it. Or they're just really, really bad at voicing appreciation, voicing the thank you, you know, so it's kind of one of those things, like I said, I'm an overthanker. I overthank everybody, oh, thank you, thank you, oh, thank you, I'm always thanking you, thank you, it's kind of crazy, and if I never thought, said thank you, if you've helped here, I should have, and I just want to say a couple quick shout outs, thank yous today, because I am teaching on that, to um, Tim Hokelson, that was actually put up our doors this week, took time off of his day, and came in and did this, and also Don Bixby, who was here till like quarter to ten last night, finishing our stage, so thank you, thank you, it's an awesome thing, you know, we have video camera here, so we can check on this place anytime we want, so we know when people leave and everything, and it's like, how nice is that people are willing to give up their time and energy so much, so we totally appreciate it, but you know, thank you is an interesting thing, because it actually just voices the idea that we appreciate something that someone's done for us, and you know, it's having an attitude of gratitude, I'm sure you've heard it spoken that way before, and I'm sure most of us have experienced the, the being thanked, and we know how it feels, but how many of you guys out there have ever experienced watching somebody not thank someone? And you know what? You really, on the outside, you're kind of looking, you're like, what? You can't say thank you? And you're like, man, you, you're just, you're terrible, you know? You're just not even at all appreciative and, and everything. So it's kind of uncomfortable when you watch somebody that's not appreciative of something that somebody did for them. You know, um, you might have you know, met people before, like kids or something, that may be like, they grew up, you know, maybe a snooty girl that, or a guy that gets everything given to them, and, you know, everybody just bends over backwards and does something for them, and they never have a thank you that comes out of their mouth. You know, or maybe an athlete, you know, an athlete that's, you know, gets all the glory for everything he does, and, you know, he never thanks anybody around him. He's just like, all my talent, you know, that's all, and they don't really appreciate anything else anybody else has done. Or, or maybe a business owner that was like, you know, really has a successful business, and takes all the glory for themselves saying that they did so much, but they don't stop and think about all the, the minions of people around them that are doing all the work, really, and really making the place a success. And after a while, you're like, dude, I'm here and I'm working. You should really thank people because if it's not for all of us, we're, you're not going to be successful. 
One of the things that we realize for sure at Acts Church is, you know what, you can have people, you can put a lot of effort and energy in a message, you can do all those different things, but if we don't have everybody doing the jobs here, this could not be successful. I mean, you have to have people helping you, and you have to have people who are willing to put the effort and energy in, and we, we thank everybody that helps us so much. So, you know, you have to be thankful for those things. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, because I think those, those situations where those people, you know, we would definitely think that they're very ungrateful people. But I wonder sometimes if they really are, if that's just our perception, and what that is all about. And I kind of was thinking a lot of times that maybe, you know, if you... Have you ever been had somebody come up to you and said that you were ungrateful for something? Have anybody ever come up to you and said, you're, you're ungrateful? You know, people have done stuff for you and you don't appreciate it at all. And in your mind, you're like, me? I totally am grateful for everything anybody's done for me. I'm really appreciative. I'm so thankful that, that I, you know, people have done things for me. So it kind of makes you wonder where the disconnect is in that. You know, what is that that people would look at somebody and think they're ungrateful? Or when we look at these people like, you know, maybe a, a guy or a girl that's given so much or a, uh, a person who plays on a team or a business owner, you know, maybe it isn't so much they're ungrateful as ours that they are just really bad at expressing gratefulness. Some people are just really bad at it. Some people really just don't know how to share. You know, if you look at that young girl, she might be actually someone who thinks, man, I would have nothing if it were not for my parents doing everything for me. That could be just what she's really thinking, but she just hasn't been able to vocalize it or share it, and it looks so ungrateful on the outside. You know, that, that talented team player, you could say, man, if it wasn't for my coach, I couldn't do any of this. There's no way without his coaching help that I could be this successful. You know, we would never have gotten to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the fact that I had a team that was constantly backing me up. That could be really what's down deep in their heart, but they just don't share it, and it sounds so ungrateful. You know, the business owner could say, man, I could never make the money we make. We could never reach the people and, and do this job for them if it wasn't for all the people that were in their places, you know. The race is in their places doing the job. So really, you wonder sometimes if it's really that we are ungrateful or it's just the fact that sometimes we're just really bad at voicing gratefulness. And uh, I think that's it's kind of sad because it's like you can see that sometimes the people probably are very, very grateful on the inside, but if you look at them on the outside, they don't project that. And that's something I think all of us have to challenge ourselves with. I think that that simplicity of saying the words thank you are so amazing. You know, it's one of those options that we have when somebody does something for us to just say that simple two-word phrase, thank you, and it makes people feel appreciative and feel like they're valuable or just keep it to ourselves and then ever just one walks away kind of like, you know, you know, big old matzo balls just hanging in the air. You know, nothing's happening. It's just this disclosure that takes place when we, when we value someone. And it's so important. So it's not enough to really feel thankful as much as it is to voice thankfulness sometimes. You know, when we sang that song, how we feel about God. You know, we sing because you are good. We dance because you are good. We shout because you are good. You know, those things that we're doing is we're saying that God, in those words, that we're thankful. We're thankful for the things that he does, that he is so good to us. Those are the things that are important. You know, I kind of wonder sometimes with us, because we've gotten so bad in our society of being thankful, that maybe, maybe that's why we started developing all these lame holidays, you know? Like, you can't thank your mom any other day of the year, so you've got to have Mother's Day, you know? <laughs> you can't day thank your dad. You don't thank your dad enough on a daily you know, basis, so you have to come up with that one-year event to do Father's Day. 
I always think guys kind of get rooked on that whole Father's Day too because, you know, mothers, they get so much. You get to go out to eat and all this different stuff, and dads is like, we're cooking out. And usually he gets, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so I was like, eh, it's kind of lame. How about Valentine's Day? We just got done. You know, do you tell the person that you love that much throughout your day, every single day, and value them? Or do you just take that one time a year and go do that obligatory box of chocolates or flowers and say, I love you? Um, my husband is a real romantic. What my husband does, did you really want something? Or No, not now. <laughs> Uh, not that you had to ask me, no. <laughs> I kind of don't want it now because I don't feel valuable. <laughs> so, one of those things. So, you know, I kind of wonder sometimes about that because, you know, Hallmark's made a killing off of it, hasn't it? You know, maybe Hallmark, we could put them out of business if we would just start thanking people in our lives without waiting for this yearly event to take place. Yeah, because obviously we have people we love and appreciate so much in our lives, but we're just so bad with voicing it so many times. You know, there's many times where my husband does great things for me and my kids. And you wonder, do you, do you tell him how much you really care? Do you tell him how much you appreciate, you know? So we think about these, like, simple lessons, this please and thank you, how valuable they really were. You know, that it's like something that we learn from day one to say please. And like I said, do you guys remember what please stood for? Asking gives access, Okay. So basically, when you say you need something, you say, please, you're asking to have access, God to have access, people to have access in your life, that they can help you. If you haven't watched the message, go back and watch it, because we have them on our our, uh, X Church website. Thank you is invaluable, because you learn the simple two words that actually can carry with you the rest of your lives, that you learn, and it makes people feel valuable around you. And then when you really understand all that Jesus did for you, you understand how valuable saying thankful to him is too. So I want you to think about how I said last week we learned this idea that acts, you know, uh, asking gives access. Today I want you to understand that a simple thank you opens the door for more, okay? So a thank you opens the door for more. Can you repeat that for me? A thank you opens the door for more. Simple, really, really simple. And really, it's twofold because it shows appreciation, it makes the person feel valued, but it also does something for us. And this is what's really important for us to understand. If you think about it, what happens when you do something really, really great for somebody and they really appreciate it? And they're like, oh, that was so nice of you. That was so great. Thank you so much. What happens is you go, I want to do something for them again because they were so appreciative. What happens when somebody does something, you do something great for them, and then they don't even acknowledge it? You're like, I don't think so. See if I'll do anything for you ever again. And, you know, we tend to do that with people, don't we? We tend to decide whether or not we want to be um, really showing gratitude and love and appreciation for somebody if they give it back. If they don't give it back, we tend to sit there and say, okay, I'm good. Don't have to do nothing more for you. You know, so the thing is, if we show gratitude, a lot of times what happens is people want to show gratitude back. So I think it kind of really makes the point, and I really think about it, it makes the point in that the idea is, in, is really just driven, driven home and impacted the idea, if we can feel this way, if we're made in the image of God, that God could also feel that way. He says that we're made in his image. 
the reason why we stand here looking like this and we have the mannerisms and we have the heart and the, the mind that we do is because we're made in the image of God. So it's not real hard to understand the, the fact that how we think and how we act is really how God would be. So if we want to feel appreciative, appreciated, why wouldn't we feel that God would want to be too? So it's something for you to think about. It's a challenge for you because I'm not telling you you have to all raise your hand. It took me a long time for that. I'll be honest with you, it took me a long time. Now I I wouldn't think of it because like there's times where I just feel like, yes, I want to reach out to God. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but you know what, when you sing the words, let them sink down into your heart. See what they really mean to you and sing them to God. And you know what, a lot of times if the words really aren't where you're at, don't sing them. You know, there's that old saying that says Christians don't tell lies, they sing them. And it's true. A lot of times you'll sing words like, God, I'm going to submit my whole life to you. And you're like, yeah, right. I'm not doing that. So, but you sing it, you know. But the thing is, you know, what we have to understand that when we don't show God gratitude and appreciation for the things he's done for us, you could be shutting the door for more in your life with him. And I want to show you a couple scripture references that might show you this. And it's in Deuteronomy 130 through 35. It says, the Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled throughout the wilderness, just as the father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to this place, but even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God who goes before you looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. When the Lord heard your complaining, he became very angry. So he solemnly swore, Not one of you from this wicked generation will live to see the good land that I swore to give your ancestors. These people were taken out of slavery. They walked on dry land when the Red Sea parted. They were given water. They were thirsty. And God says, here, Moses, tap this rock. Water will come out. They're in the desert. Water pours out for them. They want food. He drops manna from heaven. Bread from heaven. What's crazy is then they say, we're sick of bread from heaven. We want meat. He sends quail. He says, you know what? You're going to get quail so much, you're going to get sick on it. That's what God says. God's awesome. I love God. I love how he talks to people because it's kind of like how I would talk. You know, like, fine, you want it, you got it. You're eating it every meal. You know, that's it. But, you know, here he does all these great things for them. And all they did Instead of voicing all the appreciation and the joy for what they were taken from, all they did was notice the things that all the time that they didn't have. Well, we don't have melons anymore. We got to eat fruit. It's like you were also being beat all the time. You were a slave. But they forgot that part. All they saw was the negative. This is a challenge for us to stop and think what we do in our lives. Do we voice the gratitude Do we voice the good things that God does, or do we only notice the bad things that happen to us all the time? You know, I think we tend to do that so much. I'm guilty. There's so many times in my life, instead of sitting there and thinking all the great things that God gives for me, I think of the things that I don't have instead of the things that I do have. You know, gratitude creates more relationship. Ingratitude shuts off relationship. It totally shuts it down. And you know that that's true, because you see it happens in human relationships all the time. You know? If you're more gracious to somebody, people are going to keep that relationship open. You start acting like you don't care and you don't respect, 
and you don't show love and people just put that wall up. I'm going to tell you men out there, speaking from experience, 30 years into this, tell me something that a simple thank you doesn't open the door to more. (laughs) It opens the door to more. (laughs) You show me appreciation, I'm more willing to be loving to you. That's what happens. That's, that's just normal behavior. That's how we are. And so God noticed all these people that weren't thankful. They were given these great things. They were saved from things. They were provided for, blessed for, and all they saw was the complaints. That's so convicting of us. This is another uh, scripture I want you to, to listen to and, and pay attention to. It's Luke 17, 11 through 19. It says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem... He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and as he entered the village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I told you before that the people who were lepers, the people who were considered unclean, had to be outside of the camp. They couldn't even come in. Their lives were so lonely, so by themselves, and and all they could do was live with other lepers. That's all they had for companionship. So they actually, when they saw somebody come up, you actually had to warn them. You had to yell out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, so the people couldn't even come near you. They had to be prepared so you could stay a distance. And they yelled out to him, and they said, Have mercy on us, Jesus. And he looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go, for your faith has healed you. Only one in ten was thankful enough to go back and tell Jesus, Thank you. Makes you wonder. You know, that, that, that jumped out at me a little bit because, you know, the Bible talks about how it says at the end how very few will make it. It makes you wonder, is it going to be one in ten? Is it going to be one in ten that will make it to heaven? How many of us show appreciation and thanks to Jesus? How many of you, when you come to church, this is not just to come to church. You are the church. So when you're here, you're here to really voice appreciation and respect and love to God. We're here when we come together. And, and when these guys come up from the stage, it's not to sing a song. It's to worship God. That's what it's about. It's a worship team. It's not a band. It's a worship team. They're here to play and to bring us into the presence of God. And we're all supposed to really just show our love and appreciation at that moment, and continue on. There's other things we do to show appreciation and love to God, and it is those things that Cameron just spoke about. Steps, you know, solutions to elevate passion. Giving, serving, like those people did this week. It's reading your Bible. It's praying. It's asking what I just spoke about last week. It's those different things that actually show worship to God and show that we love him and that we respect him and we care and that we want this relationship to stay open. Let the door stay open. That's what we need in our lives to be successful. So we see that these one in ten, you wonder, were they not thankful? I don't know. Well, obviously the one was over the top. He was very thankful. He went and threw himself at Jesus' feet and definitely showed the fact that he was thankful and that he loved Jesus for what he did. You know, he noticed immediately that he was healed. The others, you wonder. When they noticed, did they just go on? I mean, did they not care? Maybe they really did care. Maybe they actually, when they got to the priest, maybe when they got there, they actually walked up and they're like, man, this man Jesus, walking along the road just now, I mean, he just totally healed me. I was covered in leprosy and I'm completely healed. It's awesome. Look at me. 
So they had gratitude. They loved it. They were appreciative. They thanked Jesus that he would have done it. But you know what they didn't do is they didn't go back and tell him thanks, did they? How many of you guys do this in your family? Do you ever stop and think about how many times that you might walk up to somebody and, you know, I, I have a great husband. I'll tell you guys how great he is. But is it really valuable to tell other people but not tell him? Probably not so much. Probably need to tell him. You know, if you think about um, the situations and how we are in our lives, we tend to do that a lot. You know, you may walk up to your friends and you may have kids and you may be like, man, I got the best kids. My kids are so wonderful. They do such great things. I'm so proud of them. They just really make me happy. But if you don't ever tell your kids, what are you really doing? You know, I think sometimes people out there, or you, you sit there and think, oh, I don't want my kids to get a swelled head. You know, better to have them have a swelled head and to keep that door of communication open. You know, what could happen is you shut the door so much on communication because you won't tell them that you love and appreciate them so much that when they get a little older, they don't want to share any part of their lives with you no more because you're not there for them. You're not telling them that they're valuable. You're not telling them that they're appreciated and loved. You know, if you're only telling the kids the negative and you're only telling your husband the negative and you're only telling people around you the negative, you're shutting the door to more. It really does do that. Have you ever asked or done something really, really great for somebody and and they never noticed? It hurts. It really, really hurts when you know that you've went out of your way and you did something really important for them. You know, women sometimes, you know, um, maybe your husband sent you on a, a road trip. You know, you run to town, you go to Menards, you go get this, and you spend your hours and looking through these things, and none of it makes sense to you, like, at all. But you're looking for this right thing, and after you spent all that time, you went home and you're like, here, and they looked at him, but that's not what I wanted. Shuts the door. Shuts the door to more. You know, um, men, how many of you guys maybe spend a lot of time? You know what you're doing is valuable. You, maybe you spent the time cleaning or fixing something, doing something. Everyone walked in. They were just so preoccupied with their own lives that nobody even noticed what you did. And you start to think, man, no one even appreciated all the time and energy I put in this. I could have just totally been like taking a nap, watching a game. No one even appreciated anything I did for them. Young people. How many of you ever took the time to really clean or do something really, really great for your parents, you know, clean the house, do the dishes, all this different stuff, and they walk in, they're like, about time you did something around here, you know? It shuts the door for more. What happens is kids, after a while, be like, I ain't helping you the next time. You didn't even tell me thanks. You didn't even seem appreciative of what you did, what I did for you. It makes a difference. It really does. I think... What happens in those situations if you don't feel like you're thanked? It feels like you're rejected. It feels like what you did, I told you uh, before, I'm a service. Uh, My love language is service. When I do something for you, it shows I love you. And maybe no one else gets it, but when I'm like mowing the grass and making dinner and doing all these different things, that's just me saying I love you. That's how I am. You know, a lot of times if if you're doing all these things and you don't feel like anybody loves you back, if that's the way you feel, you're going to really feel like you're totally rejected and not loved. 
It definitely helps when we're thanked. It helps others to feel very loved and appreciated when we thank them. And it's such a simple, simple thing, but it's so powerful. It really is to say thank you. You know, it makes you wonder what could change in our lives if we would actually start showing appreciation to the people that we love more. You know how many people spend all their lives, don't do those things, and then they get on their deathbed and they think, man, why didn't I tell my kids I loved them more? Why didn't I spend more time with my spouse? Why didn't I just tell people I cared as much as I did? You know, we live in this little safe little box where we don't want to really reveal too much about how much we care about somebody because we're afraid of being hurt. But sometimes I think what we need to do is we need to be the one that's ready and willing to step out and be vulnerable first. Because sometimes if you're vulnerable first, it opens that door to more. It really does. You know, like I said, I'm an overthanker. I'm a, I'm a toucher. I'm a hugger. I just, it's how I am. And, and I th- I maybe it was because of the fact of not growing up with a mom. I just, I really do, I, I want to show people love and appreciation and you know, I've said before, part of it is maybe because of the fact I didn't feel like there was a lot of people there all the time telling me that I mattered. And I want people so much. When I had kids, I was like, man, I will never do that to my kids. I want my kids to feel so loved and so appreciated. And I can tell you something. They're not spoiled. They turn out fine by showing them love and appreciation. But what if we start telling other people in our lives, that they're valuable and that they're loved. Man, it could change so much if we would just start to do that. What could happen for you and your faith if you started to show more love and appreciation to God? You know, when you get up in the morning, you're like I said, asking gives access, asking God to do something in your life. But when you start to notice the good things, you sit there and say, thank you, God. I have this really, really like bizarre thing that I do with my, myself. You know, Cameron, we work together. And so I get to talk to Cameron more on a daily basis. You know, he's doing engine rebuilding, and I'm the bookkeeper. And so we see each other quite a bit, and we talk about church a lot at our business, <laughs> probably more than we should. <laughs> but um, I have this thing because my daughter lives in Dallas. I've always had this thing. She was born at 6.06. And you know how many times I see 6.06 on that clock? I'll look up, and I'll see 6.06. And every single time I see 6.06, I say, thank you, Jesus, for my daughter. I always have. It's just one of those things that's always been very meaningful to me. When I see it, it's a reminder to say thank you to God. I was 18, unmarried, and had a daughter. Me and John got married. And I'll tell you, she's the biggest blessing. You know, such a blessing to me to have had her. And I'm so thankful to God that what he did in that, you know. I can't help but thank him for that. And I look at my son... I'm well pleased. I look at him and I think, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given me great kids that love me as much as they do and appreciate so much and care about others. And thank you that I have a husband that cares. You know? That's what's important. Those things are so important. And if we would just voice them more, I think so many more relationships would be so unified. You know, if we would just voice it. I think what happens is we always wait for someone else to make the, other, the, the move first, and then we do our little love you too. No, be over the top. Walk up to them. Give them a big hug and say, thank you. I do appreciate you. Now, when you go home, what's going to happen is they're going to say, yeah, you're thanking me because, you know, she said it, so whatever. <laughs> I know that. 
but stretch yourself. Do it tomorrow too. And the next day. And the next day. But, you know, if we quit focusing all the negatives and we actually start appreciating those people around us and also to God, if we start looking and think, wow, God does so much for me on a daily basis. I get up, I have life. You know? I can breathe. I have a chance to make a better day for people around me and, and for myself. This is a great thing. Quit focusing on the bad and start thinking of the good. You know, what happens if we do what Paul did in the Bible? It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, always be joyful. That in itself could be a whole message. Because I don't know about you, but I can struggle with that sometimes, always being joyful. But always be joyful. That doesn't mean happy. That means it's down deep in our hearts. Never stop praying. Ask, like I said last week. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Kind of makes you wonder what could change in our lives if we would start showing more appreciation. You know, if we were more appreciative of our jobs, even though sometimes, ew, but it actually does give us income. (laughs) It helps us out. It's stressful sometimes, but thank you, God, that I have a job. Our food, our clothing, those things like that that we have that we can help out in our lives, they're basics. But if we would just thank God for those things. You know, how about just the fact that we have God's word? He gives us his word and says, here, this is, this is the manual here. Be thankful that you can have that, that we can go to that and we can know what he wants for us to do. And be thankful for the biggest gift of all. The sacrifice of Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. You know, Josh come up and he shared that he did this last week. I got to talk to Josh a little bit out in the hall last week and talking about some of the the things that he's dealt with with religion and and some of the things with his family and stuff like that. You know, being faithful but sometimes judgmental. You know, I think it's really a, if we could just focus and, and just love God and just say, okay, I'm not perfect. And I understand that you know I'm not going to be perfect, but I know that you've forgiven me, and I appreciate it so much. We're not. We're not perfect. We're not going to be till the day we reach Jesus, and he makes us perfect. It's going to be a struggle. But you know what? When you do a little bit better that day, when you realize, man, I controlled myself a bit more, thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Show appreciation. That's what it's about. But here, you know, the the Bible talks about how this one in ten ran and fell to the feet of Jesus and thanked him. And I think sometimes guys, I think you guys get this, like, idea that you've got to be all manly and you can't show affection and can't show love. I grew up with no dad, and my my dad wasn't part of my life. I'll tell you, I hungered for him to give me love and affection. I hungered for him to wrap his arms around me and tell me he loved me. He never did. It was actually on his dying bed that my stepmom finally said, you love Debbie, don't you? And he finally said, yes. I'm going to tell you, the reason why I love Jesus so much and I'm so thankful for everything he's done for me is because I appreciate it much. I appreciate so much what Jesus did for me when he gave me acceptance and love. And I knew without a doubt that this was one time that I had a heavenly father that loved me and adored me and cared so much for me. I want all of you to get that. And whatever's stopping that from happening in your life, whatever it is that's that wall that's up, that's stopping that flow of affection between you both, you showing him and him showing you, I just pray today that it's broken. 
I just pray that it's broken down because it will make all the difference in the world if you would just accept the love and appreciation he has for you. It took me so long to think that I was valuable. And I was like, God always thought I was valuable. And each one of us is. I said that last week. He notices so much about us. How great is our God, man? He is so great. He is so great. He's not up there so distant. He says, just whisper in my name and I'm right here with you. That's an amazing God. Look at the woman when she's caught in adultery and later on they go meet at the house. What does she do? She falls and she just weeps tears all over Jesus' feet and takes her hair and wipes his feet. And what do they say? Those who have been forgiven much appreciates much. I have been forgiven much and I totally appreciate much what Jesus has done for me. So I want to pray for you. I also want to really quickly mention, Cameron said we were going to talk a little bit about communion. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, discuss the, the communion thing where we did just, he, like he said, you can just all come up. The Bible does say to examine your hearts. If you have a relationship with Jesus, it doesn't matter if you have any background in any religion. If you have a belief and love of Jesus, you come up and you take communion. But the Bible does says if you have a lot of forgiveness or if there's things that maybe you need to get straight, take a moment and reflect on who you are and where you're at and ask God to forgive you first. Just say, God, forgive me of the things that I've done that it might really cause that barrier between us. Help me be forgiven for those things. And then come up. And then just really tell him thanks. It's such a simple thing to come up and take communion, but it's like so powerful, powerful because... It goes all the way back, like I said, to the Israelites with manna. The reason why we celebrate with bread, manna from heaven is communion still. It's communion. It's the fact that he wanted to commune with his people, communicate. And that's exactly what he's doing. He says, this do in remembrance of me. So when we come up, we take that moment of remembrance and love and appreciation and thankfulness to God is what we're doing. We're telling him, thank you for everything you've given me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And just help me, Lord, to continue on throughout my walk. That's all I want from you. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the things that you do for each one of us, Lord. I pray that you would just help us all, Lord, to just be really more open to communication, more willing to just step out and be the person, Lord, who, who's willing to say thank you and willing to show love and willing to be rejected, Lord. Help us to be those people and help us to do that with you. I pray, Father, that we would also, Lord, just be drawn more into your presence where we'd feel that love, where we wouldn't want to keep ourselves at arm distance, but we would actually want to fall at your feet and really just tell you how much it is that we love and appreciate you. We just thank you for everything, and we ask this in Jesus' name.